0: You're listening to another episode of the Zag. Eric Opie here. Excited to be joined by 2018 fellow Jason Foster. Returns to the Zag. We love return guests. He's one of our favorites. Haven't talked to him in a while, so let's catch up. Let's get to it. All right, Jason. What is on your mind these days? Is it work stuff? Is it personal stuff? What's What's top of mind for you?
1: I mean everything, right? Like I think um, there's there's it would be. Uh, it would be hard to pick just one. I think you know the we we have you know political climate and and you know that going on. We have I have worked things with River, uh, LA. Uh, some exciting things that have just you know been taking place along the LA River and communities along it. Um, and then personally, you know, my my daughter just turned one. Um, so you know, there's there's a lot of transition going on all around.
0: You know, one of the things I always ask. Folks who come on who have kids, what's your strategy or plan to raise a, a progressive child?
1: You know, one, um, you know, that's funny you ask that. You know, I think it's, um, it's very appropriate. You know, um, her, her name is Justice. Um, so we, we try to um, kind of live that out um, in our daily lives and also are allowing her the opportunity to be the whole woman that she is right now um, and, and just try to cultivate that as much as possible. Right. So it's, it's a high standard we've kind of set ourselves to, uh, but we are happy, uh, that she is, you know, the rambunctious little one-year-old that she is.
0: What's been the most surprising part about being a parent?
1: Just the fact that it's just constantly evolving and changing. Um, she will, you know, be, a certain person on Tuesday and then on Wednesday, she will wake up a completely different person <laughs> um, and will expect different things. And and I think that it is, you know, of course, kept me on my toes, but also allowed me uh, an opportunity to practice uh, being present uh, because, you know, every day is kind of one of those things that, you know, it it, it matters. Um, and we have a little journal that we keep um, just trying to document a sentence per day. Um, And we've been doing this, uh, you know, since she was around four or five months old. And just to go back and kind of see the, you know, seemingly small things, but all of them are milestones. When you think about, um, you know, uh, little people starting from zero um, and really, really learning and cultivating these things. Um, You know, the newest thing we've got is she's counting one, two and three um it's just like what and like every day it's like let's do it again let's do it again <laughs> and we kind of catch ourselves doing it more than she does um but you know it it's super super exciting right. and, and you know uh life-changing for sure
0: well i won't spoil anything for her that there's numbers four five and six and seven eight and nine like she can discover that stuff on her own i can't <laughs> exactly. wait for her to get all the numbers going this is gonna be fun you know i want to ask you too yeah i want to ask you too you know, we're in selection for the new fellows for the 2020 class, and you know, we're always testing our process to make sure it's equitable and inclusive. And one of the things that's come up, I think, in a good way, is how the six-month institute can be more inclusive of fellows who have new kids or, or new parents or have, you know, young young kids. When you think about conversations you've you've had with your partner about work and balancing work and professional life and the, the share of, of home chores and all these kind of things. You know, what, what's your philosophy on that or what, what kind of approaches have you found to be the most successful so far?
1: You know, um, we, we talk a lot about that. Um, I was lucky enough at River LA uh, to be able to take a paternity leave um, and, mm-hmm. and a substantial amount. So I was able to take three months, uh, which, you know, for any new or expecting fathers, I would highly recommend uh because you cannot get that time back. Um and for me, um that was an opportunity not only to gain trust with my partner and wife, uh but it was also to, also an opportunity to get trust with with justice. Um and really be able to kind of tie that bond uh that we have. Um and then, you know, the, as far as like housekeeping and 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 really running a household, it really does take um, a lot of our time and energy to communicate and be able to, you know, kind of participate in this life and also, you know, go after some of the professional goals that we still have and we still share. Um, and, and, you know, that mm-hmm. takes time and dedication. Um, I will tell anyone put yourself on the waiting list when you're thinking about it for a daycare. <laughs> because it took us <laughs> around 15 months to get off a, a waiting list of one we were really, really aiming for. Um, and you know, that, that is one of those things that may be LA specific, but, you know, I'm sure other cities have their challenges, but, but there are little yeah. things like that, that, you know, I've been oversharing with friends who are coming around to that point in their life to, to really start planning and, and thinking ahead because it is, it is a group effort and it, and it does take a village and it's not just your family. It is your friends. It is your colleagues. It It is your, your community.
0: And then as having a child changed how you view the work at River LA. And the reason I ask is I feel like the the restoration of the river and the future development is such a, a, a long-term uh, goal for the city, right? Like so many of the rendering, so many of the, the possibilities are 5, 10, 15, 20 years out, but everyone has this sense that there's a lot of potential there. So now that you actually have a little one who's going to grow and and in theory, take advantage of all the things that'll happen along that part of LA, has it, has it changed how you approach the work you're doing?
1: You know, it it has. It's It's made me think about things that I won't necessarily benefit from um, and potentially could be for someone other than myself. Um, and it's made the view of the work uh, a little further. So, you know, 30, 40 years down the line, how will um, two generations beyond us think about this project? And, and how can we, you know, really, really think about equity and development for communities to keep them you know, a part of this process and participating in it so that they have the stronghold uh, to really deal with the change that's happening, not only along with the river, but, but in communities all over Los Angeles. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, we're going to take justice out tomorrow. I actually have an event on the river um, uh, with uh, one of our uh, Resilient Rio program. It's where we take high school students and we, we actually give them an urban hiking program that's on the river um, and we're going to take her out there tomorrow just to really walk around and and really participate in it. And I think it is around like, you know, using the river today as we think about these future projects. But really, mm-hmm. how can we use it today? Like, how can it be a practical part of our lives to really, uh, you know, walk, hike, you know, bike, do those recreational things that, you know, we wouldn't think about that when we think about the river?
0: Yeah. We'll talk more about what's in the future for River LA and some other things when we come back after this break. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. So how close would you say are we to the listening renderings that we've seen at different times over the last five, six years for what the river could be? Are there encouraging signs? Are there discouraging ones? How would you describe where we're at right now?
1: So it's it's really, really encouraging. Um, We have... Recently completed, as of two weeks ago, um, the uh, community meetings for the LA County River Master Plan. Um, And this was a two-year process of going through 12 communities along the 51 miles of the river. Um, Our organization, River LA, was coordinating the public engagement effort for that project. Um, So we saw thousands of people come out to community meetings, and we're really grateful for their feedback. Uh, We touched another tens of thousands of people digitally, and we're able to get surveys and capture data that way. It kind of mirrored those community meetings, but really that has hopefully been able to create a holistic conversation of the 51 miles so that we can now really have those renderings become project plans um, and really start Mm -hmm. diving into areas and specific projects even, and really think about like how we can really, really have this be a holistic Ah, uh, process that creates these little nodes of community-driven uh, decision making because you know there's not one answer for 51 miles, and you know we we don't want to prescribe to that. We want to really allow community members to really drive this effort. Um, so it's really it's it's. I mean, when you say you're engaging a million people that live within a mile of of Los of the Los Angeles River, it sounds kind of daunting. Um, but it has been a really, really fruitful process for me to really not only get to know the river and really take a deep dive the hydrology and things like that that I wouldn't learn otherwise. But, you know, to get to know all these communities in L.A. that I probably wouldn't ever get to see otherwise uh, because there are some great people uh, that are really, you know, driving this effort from their community level.
0: And so then what I think you're right that you couldn't have one 51 mile, uh, tight plan, but how do you stitch together then the different community input pieces that you received on those 51 miles? How does that end up being something cohesive?
1: Right. So, you know, I think that, and that's been a really big part of having the county drive the effort because they have the history and, you know, the experience of having these large macro efforts kind of go and be successful. Um, and you know, all of our work is really Uh, presented to a steering committee, and that steering committee has around, it has over 40 members on it from different organizations, city, county, um, other representatives that are sitting on the steering committee that are able to kind of distill the information and then recommend it to the board of supervisors um, to then kind of adopt the plan as well as like the next steps. And I think that that is, it does two things for us. It allows us to, one, really build in um, accountability with our political representation Um, You know, I think that that is important to really try to facilitate the relationship between community members and their leadership. Um, And then two, it allows us to really think about how we can really practically touch community members with the L.A. River, because there are so many intersections that we talk about. Um, You know, community members are really concerned about climate change, homelessness, uh, mobility, Uh, affordable housing. These are all things that, you know, probably the river itself won't be able to solve. uh, But the river can provide uh, uh, resources and and potentially space uh, to create solutions that could potentially, you know, help those causes along the way. Um, So we try to strive to, you know, provide flood control uh, for for all 51 miles and really make it better and, and update it for climate change challenges. But Other than that, we're trying to address some of these, you know, kind of intersections that we see along the way.
0: And then I know it's not a perfect date, but so much of what the city is doing when it comes to larger projects is pushing towards 2028 with the Olympics, right? It gives us a timeline and a goal. You can argue, I guess, whether it's the right one (laughs) timeline-wise or not. But what would you hope to see by 2028?
1: You know, what, what I would hope to see by 2028 is, you know, progress along the river that is uh, responsible for, um, you know, really providing equitable access to parks and open space for communities that that are in the city and the county. Um, And, you know, some some opportunities for recreation beyond those events. You know, I think a lot of the concerns that people have, rightfully so, about the Olympics are, you know, what are we going to do after these things are built? Um, And the good thing about Los Angeles is that we did have you know, most, if not all of the things already in process or built. Um And I think that if we can use the river as an opportunity to really ride the wave, so to speak, uh, of the Olympics, then let's go with that date. Let's get some things done Uh, because I think people are ready uh, for positive change uh, as long as they're participating and able to benefit from it.
0: Yeah. Hey, last thing, just because you are engaged with so many different agencies and so many parts of the city now, what, What are you watching politically between now and 2020? There's going to be a lot of school board races, uh, city council seats up, all sorts of different positions that would impact your work, but impact the city at large. What are some things that folks should pay attention to?
1: You know, I'm really in love with NLC for, you know, really cultivating leadership. Um, And, and, you know, one of my cohorts, Yasmin, is really, really, um, she's going after, a seat in Culver City City Council so I'm I'm really excited to see that. I think that you know it is our local leadership that is is on the ground and really has the the um the privilege of being able to really meet community members where they are and and be able to facilitate and and translate those needs up uh because I think it is uh we're we're in a time right now where it does it will take a coordinated holistic effort to really recalculate what political representation means uh, for people. Um, and hopefully that will really, you know, help people want to vote again. <laughs> because I think, you know, LA, LA County yeah. specifically has a problem with, you know, lack of votership um, and, and really political accountability. And, and you know, that's something that at River LA, we, we really think about, like, how can we use the river to really spur some uh, civic pride? Uh, for people in los angeles you know what is that one thing that everybody thinks about and you know we think about the river being that thing and you know hopefully people by supporting that will you know support their leadership for being so you know on board with the project and moving it forward
0: yeah that sounds great well listen good to catch up with you excited about all that's happening on the river excited about all the stuff in your life and excited for everyone to catch this episode and all past episodes of the zag get them in all the spots where you get your podcasts apple Podcasts, soundcloud spotify stitcher closing in on 150 episodes so lots of amazing progressives to hear i know right so who knows who, who would have thought we made it this long but definitely check out all the past episodes there and until next time we'll catch you soon